Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Be our friend on Facebook, facebook.com slash cruise radio. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Sometimes for our holiday shows, we'll run some archived interviews or, or answer your listener email. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. Uh, this show's no different. We actually are going to dig up the old Mark Orwall interview from Travel and Leisure magazine. He'll share those uh, travel scams to watch out for. Are we dusting off the uh, the old reel? <laughs> we are. <laughs> old reel-to-reel tapes are still in great condition. But we recently, something a little more recent, we went aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas and talked to the cruise director. So that's that's kind of fresh. The Freedom was too cool. It's like, what, the second largest ship in the world now, just behind the Oasis? Yeah, up until the Oasis, it was the largest, but uh, uh, now the second. It was still an absolutely lovely, lovely ship. And, of course, we have to look forward to Oasis's sister ship, the Allure, coming out soon. So hopefully we'll get aboard that and get you that exciting show. But before we get to all of that, Really want to share with you, uh, we're very excited about this, Cruise Radio Premium content coming out September 14th. Cruise Radio Premium, you've asked for it, we are giving it to you. Sometimes our guests talk a little bit longer than the, the show Times Restraints will allow, so we have the unedited versions and we want to share them with you as you have requested. Basically, you'll have access to the same stuff we use to put the show together. We'll give you a seven-day free trial and then uh, if you want to commit to it, it's $1.99 a month, which by today's standards is is dirt cheap. Check it out. Look forward in the next week or so. Uh, we think you'll really enjoy it. But first, we recently visited Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas, went on board for the day, and had a really nice time talking to the cruise director. Enjoy. We're here with cruise director Graham Seymour. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Hey, how you doing? I, we actually have a little bit in common. We're both the youngest of three boys. Oh, right, really? Yes, it is I'm not true. the same mother, though. No? Good. All right, that's good. <laughs> Are you um, the attention-seeking freak that I am? Uh, not now, but I was back then. Yeah. But then again, you had to be because I was the one that always got the pants after everybody had worn them and they had all the turn down so that when they would fit me, I was the one that got ragged on because right. they got told off. So, yeah, I want the attention now. I've, I've, uh, I've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a quote that the uh, class clown is the one – seen streaking on the football field the class comedian is the one who told him to do so yeah pretty much that's right about the streaking bit because i've, I've lost a lot of weight now right. but right. I, I did that calendar thing i think we've all done the calendar thing <laughs> sure who has it? exactly right but yeah i was the one that uh yeah didn't really want to concentrate couldn't wait to get out to the world and see what i had there school was uh interesting but um i like to make fun now how did the middle son get the gig as farm engineer for paul mccartney and you didn't had nothing to do with that well the thing is with that is because uh, i grew up on a farm and uh our farms are next door to each each other in Sussex in in the United Kingdom in England there and uh, my brother obviously worked our farm and then just a, a position came up on Paul's farm he uh, he interviewed uh, my brother Richard and um, now 20 years later he's his farm manager and he runs his farm for him still so, still yeah it's That's... his it's his main residence uh, literally our farms are next door to each other in the UK Tell us a little bit about your background, though, as a cruise director. Sure. Um, 20 years at sea this year, five years with Royal Caribbean, um, an incredible company to work for. Um, Freedom of the Seas, as you can see now, is is one of those amazing ships where you've got the Royal Promenade all the way down the uh, 
all the way down the center of the ship which is like a street yeah. um but a great great vibe for this particular company because there's and i know everybody says this where they say oh there's something for everyone but literally we cater for as many many different age groups as we can it seems like the cruise lines are all trying to top each other outdo each other getting bigger better more features crazier things on board what is it that sets the freedom of the seas apart from the others well, there's two things, to be honest with you. Uh, first of all, well, three things, if we put it in the fact we just mentioned the street. No other no other cruise line has that kind of technology or the build structure to have a street down the middle of the ship. Also, we've got an ice rink. No other cruise line has an ice rink, and this is a proper ice rink, not uh, synthetic ice, you know, like the, what they call the glyce, which is like a plastic. Right. This is actual ice that is created uh, with ice shows. And then also to top that, you've got a flow rider, and that's right. the surf machine on the back of the ship. Again, Freedom Class and Oasis Class. I was just going to say, um, Oasis followed suit with exactly, all Exactly, absolutely. But uh, no, no other cruise line has that, and that's what stands us apart from the competition, definitely. If you're traveling on the Freedom of the Seas, what kind of uh, entertainment shows can you expect? Uh, well, we've got two production shows, which are full cast, singers, dancers, six singers, uh, 22 uh, dancers, um, you know, comparable to Broadway, West End, um, amazing lighting, stage sets that are obviously right up there with the uh, the big Broadway shows. You have top entertainers, headliner entertainers, whether it be comedians, jugglers, um, singers, impressionists, uh, and then, of course, talk about the lounges, amazing lounges around with all bands, entertainment, uh, solo artists. Uh, pianists, sing-along bars. So uh, pretty much there's, uh, there's a load of stuff going on. Load of stuff. What kind of mayhem happens on the Royal Promenade at nighttime? Any like nightlife? Does it come to life? Yeah, absolutely. With the uh, with the Royal Promenade, we're very lucky in the fact that because it's such a big area, we can do things like parades. There's two parades. That's colourful parades that feature not only my department but all of the actual divisions on board all dress up. One's called uh, the Circus Parade, and the other one's called uh, Welcome to the Freedom Parade. Um, and of course, these big venues. Plus, we have a 70s night down there where we take you back to the 70s. And uh, coming here very very soon, actually, in the next couple of weeks is a new uh, theme night called Rock Britannia where it celebrates all of the musicians and the bands and the groups that came out of the UK over the decades and we have a rock party all the way down here. Incredible. What are your hours, uh, average, <laughs> a- average day for you? I know it's in some ways a 24-hour gig, yep. but certainly you have to sleep. And sure. And what 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 craziness uh, might happen uh, after hours? Are you co- w- woken up in the middle of the night for things? Well, the thing is, the day is never the same. I think that's why I've loved the job for as long as I have. Because even though you have a structure of what you want to do, basically it's a framework. But pretty much anything can happen in that framework. My day can typically start at eight o'clock in the morning, sometimes seven o'clock in the morning, and that's just like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Because not only am I out there hosting shows, events, activities, obviously I've got a business to run as well with the entertainment department uh, where I'm in control of budgets. Um, I have 161 staff that are in my actual area that answer to me. Obviously I have managers that look after the divisions within my department. But uh, yeah, it could run from sort of like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and sometimes run till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, then you get a bit of downtime, but as I'm sure with you guys being in similar fields, mm. you're wound up, you're hyped right. up, you're buzzed right. and what have you, and you just Hard can't go. Down. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got to have a couple of hours to wind down, but um, it's uh, it's great. It's very rewarding. What, are, what time are you going to bed on average? One, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Is it, what is the most fun part about your job? What do you look forward to most every day? Being different. Yeah. I mean, obviously 
cruise lines have cruise directors and they've been it for many many years and obviously there's the same kind of uh, routines that they do but I pride myself on trying to be original you know it's not easy obviously because you know things work so you like to use them but at the end of the day I love the fact when guests come up to me and go you know you're such a refresh and change some like it some don't obviously right. you can't please everybody right. but at the end of the day I, I pride myself on trying getting away from the old 20 year stuff and go hey this is me and what's the most challenging part of your day I, I guess keeping everybody happy you yeah. know there's always going to be certain things you know some are not going to like me not like my routines right. some people are not going to like the shows you know we, we've all got the opinions haven't we so at the end right. of the day we try and do the best we can and that's why like Royal Caribbean have so much to offer so there is at least as diverse as it can be and hopefully uh, there's uh, no criticism that's harsh enough to cause you to go back to your cabin and curl up in the fetal position crying <laughs> sucking your thumb all night find right. a happy place kind of thing right hopefully yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. that sensitive to nah, the criticism you know, to be honest with you when you first started you know you don't want to upset anybody of right. course you're not but you know right. when you do get some harsh comments you think what on earth would I have done <laughs> to upset someone that much but now all I all I really care about is if they don't like me as long as I get my name Name right. right. That's right. all I care about. You know, as long right. as the name's right, then I know it's directed at me, good or bad. I've made an impression. Right. Yeah. Can you recall the last time you really offended a passenger with one of your uh, about three minutes sticks? ago before this interview started? Oh, really? Yeah, the one that's just writing a report about me over there. <laughs> just it made you look though, didn't it? No, no. no, I mean, you know, sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I didn't like that joke. That joke was a little bit off color and whatever." But you know, that Mr. Seymour's rather cheeky. Yeah, that's right? right. I think that's an absolute oh, disgrace. Right. I'm writing a strongly worded letter. <laughs> what would you say to aspiring cruise directors or someone who is interested in that maybe want to uh, what's the what's the side door the best way to get in be yourself yeah a lot of people i mean you know you have a cruise directors that have stayed with companies for years and justifiably so because obviously they're very good at what they do but you've got a new guy that comes on or a new girl that comes on and sees that then autom automatically they think that's what you have to be and all of a sudden they lose their identity and a lot of people do that and it, it's a shame because there's some great people out there that I've got off stage terrific personalities but when they see the people that obviously are their direct superiors oh that's what you have to be to be a cruise director completely disagree you're true to yourself that's the original you will not again please everybody but at least you'll be true to yourself and not a clone of someone else what's a typical path for someone who wants to ultimately become a cruise director I mean just, just get hired chain on, of command, yeah. get, get hired on the ship uh, yeah. with any position you can yeah well what you could do I mean obviously you have the departments that uh, which we call interdepartment transfers if someone works say in the bar department was a really outgoing personality and that individual thought you know I, I fancy the cruise staff or the cruise division then what they would do is they would put in a transfer but typically you would start as cruise staff which is obviously as I said within my division doing activities hosting certain things and obviously the, the more experience or the more comments they get the positive side of that perhaps or they're out there more and let's face it you know who's got that kind of like that buzz or that kind of charisma and that's how the chain of command would go they'd go up to activities manager and you know depending on how well they did there, then up to cruise director. Graham Seymour is the cruise director aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. I am? I yeah. mean, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us on Pleasure. Cruise Radio. Pleasure. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Follow me. 
Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, Cruise One. It doesn't matter where you are, you can get scammed anywhere. At Mark Orwall, international editor of Travel and Leisure Magazine, has some of the world's worst travel scams. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Mark. Hey, so glad to be with you today, Matt. Tell us exactly what your title is. I know you got a lot of big, important duties. Even more important than my title is the magazine. I work for Travel and Leisure Magazine, the world's leading travel magazine, we like to say. I am the international editor. I write a column for the magazine. It's called Smart Traveler. I've been with the magazine now for 23 years. I love my job. Mark, what are some of the scams we need to look for when traveling? Some of them are so brazen, so simple in their evil, <laughs> really. Uh, but they, they come up with new variations. One of the most uh, obnoxious ones, and, and you know, maybe, maybe your listeners have heard of this one before, I call it the newspaper attack. It's been prominent in, in Rome primarily. Yeah. Basically what it is is you're walking down a street in Rome, and all of a sudden you are surrounded by a group of maybe eight or ten, usually gypsy children. They're holding car pieces of cardboard. They're holding newspapers, and they sort of put them <laughs> around your face, around your waist, just to distract you. And while they're doing this, and they're cute little kids, they're smiling, they're laughing. While they're doing this, they're dipping their hands into your pocket, into your purse, into your, this, into your coat, grabbing the credit cards, passports, huh. cash, anything they can get. It's that brazen. It, it's unbelievable. And if you're unaware of it, you could, uh, you, you could fall victim to this so easily. And the common theme would be, you know, you keep your purse strapped around your shoulder and close to your body and zipped up and all those common sense things. Oh, you know, I just got back from a trip to Russia. Actually, I was in uh, Dubai and Germany and Russia. I took a train trip from Moscow to St. Petersburg, and I said to myself, I'm not messing around in this. I went out and I got a, something I haven't had in a long time, uh, is a money belt, the kind that you wear around your neck, tucks underneath your shirt. And that's where I kept my passport, my credit cards, my cash. And I felt so secure. I'm really glad I did it. I didn't have any problems, fortunately. But if I had, nobody would have been able to get to any of that stuff. You want to keep all of your valuables close to you. Know where they are at all times. It seems easier for men. Women have to have their purse. But i got to tell you, the older I get, I'm collecting more stuff with the iPhone, the, the, the money clip, the, the notepad and paper, whatever. Blah. I need a purse. I need a man purse. I need a purse. <laughs> It's probably not a bad idea. Actually, I own what I call a Merce, um, which it is a shoulder strap. It's like a messenger bag, only it's smaller and goes around your shoulder thing. But there, I highly recommend it, and it's and it still retains your masculinity. And I'm sure you look smashing in it. Oh yeah, very hip. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some of these here. I'm seeing uh, the, the hot dog trick. Well, this is one of the oldest tricks. Uh, it, it's a variation of one that has been going on for for 
centuries, really. In this case, imagine that you're at an airport and you've got your luggage with you. Got your your carry-on. You got your your if you're a, your purse or if you're a woman, you got your purse. But anyway, you have all your belongings with you. You're standing there looking at your watch, waiting to go off to your gate. All of a sudden, somebody walks past you and squirt. Oh my gosh! There's mustard all over your shirt, all over your blouse or your coat. The person is very apologetic. They're wiping it off. They're saying so sorry, so sorry. You're pulling out napkins. It turns out they're just wiping it in worse and worse. You're sort of like, that's okay, man. Just stand back a little bit. I Don't worry. It's okay. I can handle this. While all of this is going on, unbeknownst to you, this person's accomplice is actually walking off with your carry-on bags because, in fact, that was not a hot dog. That was a tube of mustard hidden in a hot dog bun. They saw you as a potential victim, walked by and squirted it on you on purpose to cause this diversion to allow the other bad guy to walk off with it's you. A, it's like a, a plastic hot dog filled with mustard. Exactly Look at disguise. It, it, it's just that there's nothing but uh, traditional magic tricks, the art of distraction. You know what? The art of distraction, you've, you've nailed it. You've nailed it so well. In fact, I want to mention another one because the distraction angle, Matt, that you just mentioned is so important for travelers to be aware of. Um, uh, there's another guy I know, uh, Rick Steves, a uh, great guy. He hosts the TV show PBS Travels Through Europe, one of the great travel experts. He, he told me about this one. He calls it the tumbling woman. Uh, it, he's noticed this in London, but it could happen anywhere. Let's say that you're at the bottom of these huge long escalators in the London underground, like six, six stories you know, down below ground, very, very steep elevators. You get down to the bottom, you're on the platform, all of a sudden, it looks like there's a woman who is falling down the escalator. And, oh my gosh, there's a woman falling. <laughs> you're looking, you're watching, oh no, this is so awful. Well, you know what? It's crowded. Your, your attention is completely diverted for your belongings. That is the perfect time for your pocket to be picked, and it happens every day. It may not be in London. It could be in New York, for that matter. It could be in Berlin. It could be wow. uh, at an airport. But the thing is, as you pointed out rightly, Matt, you were div your attention was distracted, and a bad guy got into your pocket while you weren't paying attention. For more, you can go to TravelAndLeisure.com. He is Mark Orwall, the international editor, and you can find his article, Smart Traveler. Always excellent information. Mark, it's a real pleasure talking to you. Matt, it has been my pleasure to be with you and all your listeners today. Thanks a lot. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. That's it for this time. Join us next week when Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, will be back with us for more cruise industry commentary. And Doug will not be here. Nope. I will be in Nassau, Bahamas, aboard Royal Caribbean's Monarch of the Seas. Wish You're, you were there. Right. Well, you will actually be with us on the show. You will be reporting from the ship. Broadcasting live. Love uh, it. Yes. Uh, now, we invite you to sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. And uh, also, as we mentioned earlier... Watch for the Cruise Radio Premium content. And if you have any comments or questions about Cruise Radio, be sure to email us, comments at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.